Hey, good morning. How you all doing? Thank you for stopping by. So today I wanted to go over a few different things before I get into my story time. So I was talking to a um, friend in regards to, uh, you know, getting a license to um, have a cannabis store. You know, certain states in the U.S. Um, legalize it, but I believe it's still like illegal on the federal level. I don't know how that that works right so anyways our topic of discussion was about um having a concealed handgun license while you had the uh license to either work at a dispensary or own the business and he was pretty much telling me that you can't have both together because it's like a federal it's like against the law federally or whatever even if the state allows you to do it it's still like a federal thing and I was like, man, this kind of messed up. Then I asked him, I said, so what if you were, because um, I think he said he had to do like a background check. So I was like, oh, I said, that's kind of messed up. I instantly thought, I said, oh. I said, what if they set the uh, background check requirements to like no drug possession charges or something like that, right? I like that'd be kind of jacked up because I said like certain companies that you go work for, they'll take people with criminal records, but certain criminal records are not allowed at certain places. For instance, if you have like robbery um, on your record, you probably can't work around money or some stuff like that. Or if you had like possession of drugs or something, you probably can't get like a twit card or something like that right so uh i was just curious i was asking me say he didn't know so i'm gonna do some research i haven't found the answer to that yet if y'all know the answer to that question please let me know because i really i really would like to know but anyways um it appears it appears that um colorado has like state local and county rules and different town rules when it comes to this so um you still have to like cross-reference state with the Department of Revenue's rules to make sure you're in compliance. So I thought that was pretty uh, interesting and pretty cool. Right. So this is going to be another life lessons story time from my blog. I have a website that I am putting all of my blog information on, as well as information about the um, online or in-person classes that I am offering when it comes to video production. So uh, feel free to check that out, you know, and um, or get you a free consultation. And, you know, pretty much how that would work is you tell me, hey, I got this, this and that. This is what I want to accomplish. And I will try to set you on the right path or a path that um, can lead you to a better path. <laughs> that's how that's going to work. So with this story time, I want to talk about living with relatives that you barely know. There's a lot of um, I see a lot of posts about family this, family always love and all this other stuff. But um, that's that's not true for everybody in every situation. So it's kind of naive to just think that just because people are family, they have they will um, have anything less than your best interest at heart. That's not true, you know. Um, a lot of a lot of families are damaged. Um, a lot of families are were broken up way before they realized that they are broken families. <laughs> you know, something that go back generations. You know, um, sometimes they never realize it. So um, this this uh, topic is going to be called "Stand with Relatives You Barely Know." So now to get into it, my advice to you is don't do it. If you do do it, don't keep anything personal there. Some people don't grow out of anything. They still do childish things as adults. 
I'll give you two situations in in this one. One would be about a cousin that we would call Kim. And the other situation would be about my younger brother. I'll start off with my younger brother. For example, to me, my younger brother has always been a liar and a thief based off my experiences with him, based off of the things that I've seen. So my older Gemini brother and my little brother's father used to compare me and my little brother all the time. Um, I think this is what made him feel like he needed to compete with me, but I never, like what they were doing never made me feel like I needed to compete with him or anybody else in the family, right? So I would never see him or anyone in the family as a com- as competition or a threat. So I felt sorry for him, but even though I felt sorry for him, I don't fuck with him. <laughs> now, he violated me. He violated me way too many times, and he is still a liar. That's my impression of him. Now, I don't know if he's still a liar today because I don't fuck with him. And and if he's not, that's great. But I'm not fucking with him <laughs> because of what he did. You understand? But um, I understand why he did what he did, but I ain't fucking with him, you understand? So, because I know who he is, even if nobody else understands who he is. So, because of um, the way they, like, they used to just do little stuff. Like, I can remember one time we were sitting at the table, and they were like, oh, look, Aisha's sitting there eating good. You're a mess. And it's like... That probably made him feel some type of way, but we were kids at the time, you understand? So I don't know how he felt in that situation. I know he probably never felt good. So they was constantly attacking probably his self-esteem and self-image. Like, they were constantly attacking me too, but, like, I don't know. I I learned young, like, not to trust my mom and stuff like that. So I developed this wall that allowed me to just like I don't give a fuck about nothing that none of y'all said. Like that's that's how that was. I know what happened. You're not about to try to convince me something else happened. I'ma hold on to this because I need to know why I should not fuck with you when I get older. <laughs> that's that was my thought process. So, anyways, um, because of them, I felt um, I mean that's why he was like always copying me probably, but I didn't realize this till I got older this is why he was probably always copying me probably always stealing shit from me destroying my shit my stuff like this is probably why he just targeted me because of them right people might misunderstand like they know they aware that I probably they probably think I hate him or something I don't hate him but I'm not fucking with him because he's a thief and a liar and he has no boundaries like I don't know in my mind I thought if you a thief and a liar you don't steal from family but like he don't those those lines exist for me and not for him you understand so I don't fuck with him like I feel like he don't have no respect for women period and his lack of respect for women and how he treat women and his thought when it comes to women comes with how he's seen his father treat his mother and how his mother is so his 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 uh ideals on women is because of the foundation that they put down for him so as a per so as a male I don't want him influencing my son and as a male I don't want him influencing my daughter's so, like, the time is going to be limited to none, you understand? Because I understand his foundation. I was there, you know? And I see how he's enabled and how they much rather 
um, not acknowledge some things, you know, they rather, I don't know, I don't care. But anyways, um, I'm going back to this. So I blame his parents for that. He was never held accountable for the things that he did either. <clears throat> his mother would blame everyone else he was with or even if I was out of state. Oh, I'm sorry. His mother would blame everyone else that he was with, even me, even though I was located out of state. <clears throat> she did this several times. For example, as an adult, as an adult, she called me once after not hearing from me in years and accused me of having some people come to her home. And I guess they held her at gunpoint. This is what she said. I don't even know if this happened or not, but this is what she said. So this is the first time I had heard from her in like years. I was living in San Antonio at the time. I think I was in the military still at this time. I had not spoken with her like in a long time. And she called me twice with like two things that was BS. She called me once trying to get me to let her claim my kids on taxes for her taxes because I guess she claimed that she had 20 fucking dependents and she was looking for fucking kids to claim. And then um, he, um, she told me about the whole thing and she proceeded to like accuse me of doing that. I'm like, I don't even know where you live at. Like, I still stay in the same place, okay? I how, how would I know? I've been gone since, like, when did I leave? I left them in 2004. 2005 probably so this is like years later and it's the first time we have a conversation and she's accusing me of having some people come to her home which I didn't know where she lived at but anyways that's what she did so even though she knew the things that my brother was involved in and aware of the people that he was around to her he ain't had nothing to do with it and they didn't have nothing to do with it I guess in her mind, I don't know if she honestly believed that I had something to do with it or she was just using it as an excuse to try to make him cover up the things that he was doing. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, in my opinion, the people, if that did happen to her, what she said happened, they were, they came to the home probably looking for drugs and money. That's probably why they came there. Because um, if that happened after... He left my house the last time, which was sometime between 2008 and 2009, and he went to jail. That's that's probably why they came there. It's <laughs> just common sense. I'm not there, and I could figure that shit out. Okay. So, anyways, um, I I stated that that's probably what they were looking for. So, to me, that is what they taught him. Like. They never held him account. Never, they never held him accountable for stealing and being brought home by the police in elementary. Like he got brought home by the police before, um, and he didn't get in trouble for that. He got in trouble in school. He didn't get in trouble for that. So everything he did, he would he would just be like he learned all he had to do was say Aisha did it, and he he not get in trouble. So that's what they taught him at a young age, and um. I would get in trouble or being punished, or they would use that as justification to keep me locked in my room. So I'm, I'm, I know they knew that I ain't had nothing to do with it, probably, but they just used that as a reason to keep me locked up. <laughs> That's what they did. So I can't really blame my little brother though for um, the way he acted, right? So he was already we two years, we were about two years apart. So 
he learned that, well, this is what I got, you know, as a kid, that's part of your foundation. So he learned that all he got to do is put it off on somebody else. And his mom was always going to defend him and go the extra mile to, to vouch for his innocence if all he did was deny it. And then, um, you know, the only thing his father would discipline him for was for, like, not brushing his hair and not ironing clothes, right? That's what I remember. I remember him getting physically abused, like, not 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 a spanking and not just a whooping and not yelling. Like, he would literally pull his pants down and just beat the shit out of him for not brushing his hair or ironing his clothes. Like, beat him like he was a slave. Like, that's how I felt when he would beat him. Like, he would, he would just physically abuse him like that. And I don't even know how many times that happened to him. I just witnessed it a few times, you know, and I wasn't, like, always with him 24-7, you know? But I do know that's what, like, I didn't like, I did not like that man because something was wrong with him. He was just evil to me. But anyways, um, um, yeah, so when you have that part of your foundation as a young man, you know, you're not being held accountable for, like, stealing and getting in trouble in school you getting punished and beat for like materialistic things like brushing your hair and not ironing your clothes what type of person do you think you would turn into I mean or what do you think that make you think like that that makes you like to me I think that makes you materialistic right you like and I think I think like my I think my little brother like he he looked up loved his dad but hated him at the same time probably you know and wanted that approval, but still hated him, and like was like disrespectful, probably, but like silently disrespectful, <laughs> probably. I don't know. So, um, my mistake was, um, like I said, I went into the military at some point. Um, I was active duty, got off active duty, and then I went into the reserve. So, this is during my reserve time. I had to do like my two week drill. So, um, I had spoke to, I was, I spoke to my brother. I spoke to him. And I thought he grew out of being a thief because, like, we grown. Like, I was in my late 20s at this time. And like I said, the last time I seen him was in the 90s. So that was, like, elementary, junior high. Like, I left in the eighth grade, so he had to be in, like, elementary still at that time. Like, sixth grade, maybe. Fifth or sixth grade or something, maybe. I don't know. So um, I, I, it didn't cross my mind that he was still a thief. Like, I wasn't thinking. I'm like, man, people grow out of that. We're, we're grown up. Like, I'm not the same person I was. I'm old, you know, I'm living on my own, grown, and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, he came to my home in Texas sometime between 2008 and 2009 after not seeing me since the 90s. So he stole from me. He, like, he, see, what he did was in, in, I didn't think nothing of it. He came to my house and he was just like, I'm cleaning. So he was just going, but he used him cleaning my house to cover up the fact that he was like scouting the joint. You feel me? Like he was going through every fucking thing, probably trying to see what I had of value. And then like, I noticed something wrong because he stopped doing it one day. You know, he did it the first like two, three days or whatever. And then one day, he then he just turned into a slob the next few days, right? So I was like, what the fuck? Something weird. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So I wanted to, like, I don't know. I came home from, a, like, my drill. I was supposed to go out of town for my two-week drill, but I ended up staying, doing my drill in San Antonio. They ended up, like, relocating us to in San Antonio. So um, 
which was great, right? Because I don't know, everything happens for a reason. Like, who knows what would have happened had I left him alone in my home for two weeks with the kids? Who, who freaking knows? What would have happened? I had no idea, right? <laughs> but anyways, so uh, he, some, I don't know what I was doing. I was probably cleaning up a little bit. Um, his bag was in his closet, and I saw this like white thing sticking out. It looked like my purse. I had a brand new Chanel bag that somebody had gave me. But I was never really the type to carry bags and stuff um, because I'd be like, I, I'd be on a go. Like, if it can't fit in my pockets at the time. I ain't really want it, but I had the bag. It was a nice bag. I liked it, but it was brand new. Still, still had like the the tape and everything wrapped on. Like I never used it. Was just a brand new freaking bag that I never used. So I saw. I said it looked like my bag. And then, which if he had asked me for that bag, and let's say he wanted it to give to like a girl or some shit, I would have fucking gave it to him. Cause like I said, I'm not the type to carry purses like that. Um, that was big purses. But like I said, it was gifted to me and I appreciated the gift. So it was in my closet. So anyways, I looked and then when I opened the bag, my bag, he had like, a whole, I had um, pain pills. At the, I had some pain pills and I had like some Vicodin, some Tylenol 3, some muscle relaxers, all this shit that he stole from me, which I don't like taking pills, right? So when the VA would uh, give me pills, I would... um maybe take one or two i would like i wouldn't take them until i really really needed them so i still had like a whole bottle of pills like a whole bottle of vicodin or a whole bottle of whatever so he he had he had this shit in the bag he had some jewelry in there that didn't belong to me because i didn't have no jewelry i didn't real i didn't real jewelry so i'm like where do you get this jewelry from so i'm like he must bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C meeting some female kind of like female jewelry like rings and chains and necklaces and stuff and he threw all this shit inside my bag and hit my bag inside of his duffel bag so i was so i was so angry i was gonna take it but i um i put it back i like no because his flight didn't lead to like let's say tomorrow sometime like tomorrow evening right so what I did was I put the shit back like never fucking touching this one on and like nothing was wrong. So the next morning I got up, got my shit, took that bag, took his duffel bag, threw it and loaded it in the car. And we're like, come on, let's go. Um, I got shit to do. I ain't gonna be able to drop you off later. So I gotta take you to the airport now. I took his head to the airport that early. Now I had intended on giving him like a couple of hundred dollars for coming out babysitting, especially if I had one out of town for two weeks, but I ended up not going out of town. I ended up staying and he was already coming out there. So I like, you can still come if you want to. He came. 
All right. So he didn't have to come at that point. But I still let him come. So he came. I was still going to give him some money. But um, when he, I realized he stole from me, I just gave him. I didn't know why. I didn't know he's like addicted to drugs, on drugs, or just being, just has an issue with stealing. I don't, I don't know what the fuck his problem is. I just, I just know that I didn't, I still, I gave him like 50 bucks instead of the couple of hundred dollars I'm going to give him. Dropped stairs off at the airport. Already took my shit. He don't know I took my shit. He don't even know. He don't, like, I never told him. Like, my mom or somebody else could have told him. Because what I did after I dropped him off the airport, I called his mom and told her. I said, he's never allowed to come to my house again. And if he come back to my house, I'm going to treat him as a a stranger trying to break into my home. And I'm going to proceed, I'm going to proceed uh, in protecting my property. You tell him don't ever come back to my house again. He stole from me. And she was just... She was just listening and making up, you know, excuses or whatever. Like, no, so how you gonna tell me that didn't happen? I'm telling you what he did. Like, <laughs> so I think sometime after that, cause he was still staying with her. So why? So that's why I let her know. Like, he's he not allowed to come around me no more. So uh, I think sometime after that, he ended up getting arrested and going to jail. That's what I heard. I don't know if it was like directly after that or a couple of months after that. I just know he ended up going to jail for a few years. And the rumor was it was for like armed robbery or maybe somebody died or maybe it was attempted. I don't know. I don't know why. I just know he ended up going to jail because uh, um, I think my nephew called me and told me or asked me or somebody was like, did you hear about him or whatever? I don't know. I like I didn't know. Like I said, I live in Texas. They live on the other side of the country. I don't know what the fuck going on with none of them. Okay, they don't know what's going on with me, but they have people who's possibly making up stories and spread rumors as if they know. But I don't tell nobody shit because they ain't none of any fucking business. But anyways, um, so that's what happened. So, um, you know, I I don't hate him, but I can't fuck with him and he's not allowed to know where I live at ever like and he's not he's never invited back to my home like he can never come to my home like it's just never gonna happen I don't care how he portrays himself to everybody else he's that bridge is done over here (laughs) so um you know I'm not every every now and then like um every now and then somebody will reach out to me and be like try to be like um oh, he's doing this or blah, 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 just out of the blue. And I'm just like, I don't ask about how that, how he's doing and what he's doing. So to me, for them to do that, that means they're trying to see if it, it's going to bother me or see if it's going to make me jealous or something. And I'm just like, I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't care, nigga. <laughs> but they, um, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. So I don't engage or say anything about it. I just, I mean, that's, if that's the thing that, um, that they need to feel and think to get them like away from me fasting and you know go right ahead and thinking and feel it i'm cool all right so part two of this story time i'm going to talk about um why i stayed at a cousin's home and we're going to call her kim okay so why was i there i was there because i was on bed rest um for my pregnancy at the time I had to send my kids away because they couldn't stay with me in the hospital. So she was the best last-minute option, so I thought. I made this decision from the hospital bed in Texas. I knew at the time that I did not want my my kids around my biological mother for any extended period of time for any reason. 
Uh, I didn't want them around my little brother because of previously what he's done. I didn't want them around his dad because I had no way of knowing if he's changed or not either. You understand? So I came to my cousin home to get my kids. So this after I had the baby, I got in the car with my newborn uh, maybe a couple of weeks um, after I had her. And then I drove to Georgia to go pick up my kids. So when I got to Georgia to get my kids, it, by this time it was like they were still in school. They had to get enrolled in school out there. So I would just decided to let them finish the school year up, and then we, we was going to head back to Texas. But while they were attending school there, I entertained the thought of maybe relocating out there. So I was looking for work out there and seeing what the market offered for me. So just in case, I decided to make that move. Now, I know this cousin, but I don't really know her. She's much older than myself, probably at least 10 years. So, you know, to me, what I've learned now after that experience with her, she's the churchy type of person that would try to tell you how to live your life. But then she's always in a relationship with a married man that's still actively in a relationship with his wife. So long story short, she did three things in particular that made me want to put my hands on her. The first thing she did was she set my son down and asked him in front of me, like we was in the house and I'm sitting here looking at her like, what the f-? she set my son down and was like, do you want to know who your, your real father is? And you want me to tell you who he was? I could tell you or something like that nature. And I'm sitting here looking at her like, like I've already had conversations with my children. I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent with them. I tell them everything. I tell them everything about my family. I tell them about everything that I've been through. I've told them everything. I've told them everything so they know. So she don't know. She don't know anything. Cause like I said, I know her, but I don't know her. She wasn't there. She went away to the military when I was younger and had this is literally my first time seeing her probably since the early 90s before um, I left. I ended up leaving in like 98. You understand? So, um, I don't, I didn't understand why she brought my son downstairs. Like, this is her first time seeing my kids, too. You know what I mean? So, I didn't understand why she brought my son downstairs and was sitting there having that conversation. Like, you want to know who your dad is? Like, I'm dead and I'm not there and he don't know who his dad is. You know what I mean? I don't know why she, um, was doing that. So, uh, that's one. The second thing she did was... I believe she used the camera footage in her home of me um, looking through her entire house because I was looking for my mail. And she tried to probably make it seem like I was trying to steal something from her or some shit, right? Now, I've never been a thief and I've never been a liar. So I will defend myself and I will take back what is mine if I have to. I don't give a damn who you are. You had no business taken from me, you know? So she to me she had no right holding my mail hostage. She had no right playing victim after stealing my mail from me. She had no right illegally accessing government systems trying to get information on me just so she can try to gossip about me with other people. Like I said, she worked at the VA. There ain't shit in the VA system. 
about me, but she was still, I think, abusing her um, position, trying to find some information just so she can, like, gossip about me, okay? So, I'm going to say this if if that individual is listening. Anything that you found, Kim, is only part of a story that you know nothing about. And for that reason, you're not allowed back in my life, okay? So, the third thing that Kim did was... When I realized that she was uh, doing something with my mail, I went through her entire house. I've already said that. Everything. Like, I could not find nothing. You know what I mean? So, I temporarily forwarded my mail to her address. And I was looking for that mail. So, I don't know how she managed to, like, pull that off. She she got all the like, and and the reason why I said she did something um illegally because maybe a month after I ended up moving back to Texas or so I don't, I don't know it it was like a month or so she sent me a message and like about my mail or whatever pretty much telling me oh I just got some mail so when you say that to somebody oh I just got some mail to me that's like three pieces of mail this this heifer sent me a box of fucking mail so she had she was getting all my mail that time that I was there and going through my mail and I think they also tried to access the Department of Human Services because um, in that mail that she sent me it had letters from the Department of Human Services and I'm like why would I have letters from the Department of Human Services like I didn't do anything with them I didn't apply for nothing with them so there was no reason for them to be sending me these letters and so they sent those all the all of that mail that was in there and it was open too and then they tried to like seal it back so she she not only did she get my mail her she probably went over to with doc because th- that's another story later on I, I may or may not tell it but like i said my biological mother has always tried to um um protect the image of herself and certain individuals so I'm assuming their thing was to try to find something on me to try to like oh you can't believe nothing she say because of this right so whatever so um yeah that's what she um that's what she did so like that was like I was just I was enraged like I I, like if I if I could have had my hands like if she was within arms because when I ended up leaving her home she wasn't she wasn't there like I got all my shit together and left like she didn't even come back to after I left but like she she deserved to get her get my hands put on her you know <laughs> and I, I'm not even that type of person like I don't fight I'll defend myself but I'm not that type of person but like she deserved it you feel me because like you're older than me and you violated me too and and she probably don't look at what she did as a violation but you did you know what I mean if you had not held my mail hostage I would not have been looking through your home trying to find my mail if you was not sitting there using my information trying to get information out of other government systems because I didn't have my social security card at her home so the only way she could have got my social security number is through my biological mom and then they took my information trying to either apply for benefits or something i don't know what they did but they fraudulent you know that's how i feel because all of that was unnecessary i don't know why you did what you did i don't get it like all these years 
why are you going out of your way to do these things and for what? So. All right, let me give you my, my closing statement. I'm going to try this like they used to do back in the day with the uh, talk shows. So today I need you to consider. No, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. That was so fake. <laughs> But anyways, uh, no, seriously, take my stories as lessons. Don't don't take my stories and get angry or feel sorry or be like, oh, you're a victim. I feel bad. I honestly do not like have these negative and bad feelings about them. But I think people learn from stories. And they learn from the truth instead of, uh, like, secrets and keeping them buried. Like, because nothing that you bury is going to stay buried forever. You know what I mean? You know, the world is constantly changing. And a freaking hurricane could come through and unearth everything that you thought that you hid. And what is a hurricane? A hurricane could be somebody's mental and emotional breakdown. You know? Um, it could be anything. Uh, so if you really want to make a change, if you really don't like some of the things that's, that has happened um, to you in your past, holding it a secret and acting like it didn't happen is not going to bring that change about. Um, but if you're okay with those things and it's not like um, you don't feel like um, it makes a difference in your life now, then keep things as is your story your right to speak about it or not so you know there may be some individuals who feel some type of way because of the things that I've talked about or the things that I am talking about or the things that I'm going to talk about but this is my story it, it's not about you it's my story I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to tell it the way that it happened and you can either understand it or not understand it that's not my problem at all you can simply choose not to listen to it you can simply choose not to take what I'm telling you and try to understand um the different variables that could be going on within the family and sit um certain situations um like I said this is this is what I think that is needed for change and also to make people aware that things are not always as they seem. I have a lot of work experience and I've worked around a lot of different people. And I used to think it was a joke when people would come and say stuff like, uh, we family, like at work, they were like, oh, we family because we work together. But I'm like, you don't know what that word family means to anybody. Like, you can literally take 100 people in the family, 95 of those people act like family, and then the other five don't feel like that's their family. So they're not going to have the same perspective of the other 90 because uh, depending on how they were treated or how they were taken care of or how they were protected, like their perspective is not going to be the same as the other ones. They're not going to feel the same as the other ones. Their story is going to be different. And even if you have a positive experience um, and you're standing 
side by side with someone looking at something, your descriptions are going to be different. You, you have two different sets of eyes. You're walking two different sets of paths. So nothing is ever the same. I think it's cool and interesting to um, listen to the perspective of other people, especially if you were at the same um, event. And if you were there, like, yeah, try it out. Like, matter of fact, go try it. That is your assignment. Go talk to somebody about something that you both went to and then have them tell their perspective about it and see if it's in line with yours. And if you really want to be um, kinky about it, write it down and then compare it and swap the stories and see if y'all come up with identical um, descriptions about the event. I don't know. That might be fun. Try that out. Anyways, uh, thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you learned something from this. Um, thank you for your time. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.